This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a pop or kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, but God loves movies. Hey, everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles on It's Getting Increasingly Empty in Here Every Week. I don't know what the problem is. Is it because of daylight savings time and people don't like to stand in line in the dark? Or it's cold? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not 71 degrees, whoever said that, but it's 60 is close enough. 
It's close enough to occupy Franklin Avenue. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why, but if you're listening, I, I think the thing about L.A. is there becomes this growing concern about, oh, I don't want to get there and not get in. That's like a big concern on people's minds in Los Angeles is waiting in a line to not get into something. And so it's finally reached critical mass, and there's plenty of, plenty of empty seats. There's so many empty seats that if this happens in the next couple of weeks, if it happens a couple more times, I will stop doing it here. Uh, yeah, that's right. So tell your fucking friends to get their fucking asses down to Franklin Avenue in Los Angeles. There's so many people out there listening to this right now that would be dying to get to be here, especially considering the caliber of guests that I surprise you with. You guys don't know who is here or who's not here. You don't know that tonight I have three buddies from high school that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> But yeah, it's weird. I don't know what it is. It might be seasonal. It might pick up again. We'll see. This makes me sad. You guys are still going to be a great crowd. I don't get me wrong. I appreciate that you're here. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles on Tuesday, November 15th, 2011. <laughs> There were a lot of fun name tags in Phoenix on Sunday night at a uh, fancy club that I played there called Stand Up Live. It was first Graham Elwood took on a gentleman named Brian whose name tag was a giant poster of Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Brian Dennehy's face. This is a big Brian Dennehy face. I was like, ah! And Brian picked the category Whoopi Goldberg because it was her, she celebrated her birthday that day. And with a mere three names, he could not come up with the correct answer, which was the player. And then Graham chose Jason because Jason brought a picture of himself with Graham that was taken a few years ago when we performed at the University of Arkansas. And if I recall correctly, which I usually don't, uh, <laughs> Graham failed to name the Rum Diary in the, the deceptively simple in theaters now category. The next road show where audience members will get a chance to play against Graham will be this Sunday, November 20th, at the San Jose Improv, and then we'll also be at Tipsy Crow in San Diego on Wednesday, November 23rd, the uh, Thanksgiving Eve, if you will. I said on a recent show that if Puss in Boots remained in the top two for this week's show, I would see it and then you know give it its proper uh, props. But it didn't, so bullet dodged. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, so uh, the, the number two movie in the country right now is Jack and Jill, which I will be seeing on an airplane in five months. And the number one movie is Immortals, which I will be seeing if I ever feel like jerking off to a shirtless man getting his head chopped off. <laughs> off, off. Which is what I assume happens in the movie, and I assume the only reason to watch it. <laughs> Just dudes by themselves in theaters jerking off. <laughs> if either of these movies looks good or appealing to you, you should probably go. That's my advice. Uh, this has been... This has not been... <laughs> this has not been watch this, watch that. This week you're on your own. <laughs> We've only got three entries so far in the... Sa I think this show is losing popularity. Uh, we've only got 
three entries this week or up to this point for the Santa Size Me trailer contest. So post your two minute or less fake trailer on YouTube and I will choose a winner around December 15th and then announce it on the 12 Guests of Christmas episode that will be recorded live here at UCB on Tuesday, December 20th. Let's go to the prize bag. I forgot to get prizes from two of the guests backstage because they arrived and then suddenly the theme music was playing and I came out here. So we'll get those from them uh, when they get out here. But in addition to that, you can get a Weezer poster, a Weezer t-shirt, the uh, Hurley album by Weezer signed by all four members of Weezer. And don't forget, I'll be on the Weezer Cruise in January, WeezerCruise.com. And then also one of the guests brought, this is pretty awesome, a purse pack Charmin to go to- toilet seat covers. <laughs> and then of course they've got their, uh, their bear, the bear from their, com- their cartoon bear from the commercials that has all the pieces of toilet paper disgustingly stuck on its ass. <laughs> Listen, if a bear shits in the woods, it's not going to use Charmin. It's going to just pick up a nearby woodland creature and wipe its ass with it, like a rabbit or something. Five seat covers are in here. So that was generously brought by one of the guests. And let's bring them out here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Megan Nuringer, Matt Bronger, and Paul F. Tompkins. Hello. Hello, Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi. Megan, first timer on Doug Loves Movies. Yes. You were on the Betsy Interruption number nine in New York City. It's available now on uh, iTunes. And according to IMDb, you're in two upcoming films, Bachelorette with Kristen Dunst, Mm -hmm. in which you play Bridget. No. They got that wrong on IMDb? (laughs) I can't believe IMDb got that wrong. What's your character? It's definitely IMDb's fault. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I play an unfortunate-looking cousin, number one, <laughs> in Bachelorette. It's There's more than one unfortunate-looking cousin. There was there was one and two. We were a duo, and we, during like a rehearsal dinner, we do a really shitty song and dance number. Who's the purpose. other one? Uh, my friend Leslie. Leslie what? Mizell. Oh, okay. The great Leslie Mizell. Are there any, are there any fortunate-looking cousins? <laughs> and know, how many of them are there? No, I, there's actually no other cousins in the movie. So uh, we were cast as unfortunate-looking cousins, and we really did. We really rocked that unfortunate look. I swear, we, they really... It took a lot of makeup and special effects. No, it just took a hair teasing. Oh, you just have big, crazy hair? As crazy as my hair can get. Is it, does it take place in New Jersey or something? Um, it was shot in New York. I don't... I, I, I feel like... No idea where it takes place? No. I, Anytown, I, USA? <laughs> they, have we, they have weddings everywhere these days. That's true. They'll just do them wherever. Well, yeah, they've why? spread out from New York. There's no rules anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What, <laughs> why, why why you got to keep it close to Niagara Falls, if you ask me. Yes, Matt? Why didn't they just call you guys cousins if there weren't... Like yeah. any other kinds, like where you li- like you'd come in the room and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Well, we were dressed like stone cold sluts. We uh, were dressed like whores in like crazy why hair and you makeup. Whorish cousins then? Yeah, and why is that unfortunate? I will say this: great 
question. Fair. I will say that it was, it was scripted to be unfortunate looking. We were then cast, and I, the role was not expanded. Like, the unfortunate, you know, the spectrum of what that means. I guess we were on one side of that spectrum. I don't know if it was less, fortunate, less unfortunate or more. We, yeah. We were... It's too much trouble to list you as slightly unfortunate. Right. Like, you know... Unfortunate's already so unwieldy in the end titles. You know, it really activates your imagination. When you hear unfortunate, you can think of a snaggletooth. You can think of, like, gout or something. Sure. <laughs> like, everybody can have a, a pass at what unfortunate but means. But that'd be easy to just say gout twins. <laughs> or gout, swollen gout ankles. Yeah. But here's where I screwed up. I, I, you were in Bachelorette with Kristen Dunst, but, and you play Bridget in, according to IMDb, Untitled Psychological Thriller. <laughs> Guys, my career is pretty sweet. <laughs> is that a real thing? Untitled Psychological Thriller? And why don't they just go with that? Because that's a, that's a pretty scary title. They were originally going to call it Unfortunate Psychological Thriller. <laughs> but they went with Untitled. Um, no, it might be called sanatorium maybe oh that sounds good but it's really it's scary i saw some daylights really scary guys does a chair fall over because that's what happens in paranormal activity three how did you know basically yeah Yeah. ghosts like to knock shit over a crazy chair falls over (laughs) a crazy unfortunate chair matt bronger Winner of the first tournament of championships is here, everybody. Uh, well, back again. If you heard it, you know I, after, I won because everyone else like fell on their own swords. Long absence. You went I up against just... two very competitive players, Jimmy Pardo and mm-hmm. Ricky Linholm. Yes, they've been. You know, Pardo was back again in the next tournament of championships, I think. And someday you will be a competitor oh, boy. if if you're willing to participate. Oh yeah, in the super tournament of championships. Well, you will take on Sam Levine, oh, Sam the Mam Levine, a.k.a. <laughs> Little Wolverine, and, Little and a third player to be named once we finish the third tournament of championships, which will start up probably in me. 2012. Probably Paul. It's probably, probably going to be Paul Tompkins. If I, if I were a betting man, I would, I, would put, I would have it between Paul Tompkins or Edgar Wright. Would probably be. If you were a betting cousin? <laughs> if I were an unfortunate betting cousin with gout, that's what I would do. So, Matt, my question for you, because I like to have a question for everybody. Okay. Is. <laughs> Gotta have one for me, I guess. That's how I do that. Most talk shows, most There's talk shows, they have, they have Thanks, a lot Paul. of questions, but me, I just prepare one question for each guest, and then, and then we move right into why we're all really here the Leonard Malden game. But what's, um, what's this Our Footloose remake thing that I saw on, on your website? Yeah! <laughs> this one Matt alright boys here's the thing um, it was a, a guy named uh, David Seeger who did a series I was in called Ikea Heights where we uh, a, a film we filmed we filmed a soap opera illegally in an Ikea um, using their furniture and stuff like that during during open hours and really like, funny I played det- thank you I played really Detective funny. Mathis the homicide detective of Ikea Heights who's kind of like a grizzled old Nick Nolte type like goddamn Ikea Heights and people are looking at beds behind me and I'm hanging up have phones like fuck you Kung 
and people thought I was crazy. And everyone on the show, we had like fight scenes. And so he, emboldened by that, at heard they were doing a Footloose remake. So we did a shot-for-shot shot remake where he just put online uh, a, a website where anyone could click on a scene, and once you click on it, you were committed to shoot it. So we got people from all over the world, actually, to shoot different... Some of it's in, in French, some of it's in Japanese. But it's the whole Footloose movie. If you go to... I think if you just Google the Footloose Project, you can go to it. And I basically played... Uh, the, sounds very noble. It's not. The it's Footloose not. Project. Footloose Project. Uh, helping fans of Footloose the world over. Um, unfortunate fans. No, I, I, I just played uh, the... Um, John Lithgow character a couple times in it in uh, in in for some reason a blonde wig and and a priest collar the whole time which he never had so well, that's, um, that's one thing I find frustrating in movies is that uh, the characters aren't played by enough actors. Right. Like, they always have just one actor playing yeah. a character, yeah. and it doesn't change constantly what's the, what's throughout the, the film. What's There's the tons of actors out yeah. there. Yeah, why not just have... There's that one guy, the guy who did Happiness, what's his name? He did a movie where... Diff, Todd Solons did a yep. movie where, like, different people played... Palindromes. Palindromes, thank you very much. I, now I have to. Now I have to say it. That was Gabourey Sidibe that just said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't hey. going to point out that you were in the crowd because they told me backstage. But when you start yelling shit out, then 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 I gotta you know. You're a part of it now. Then I gotta give a shout out to Precious. Yeah. <laughs> a helpful heckler. Like, yeah, helpful yeah heckler. no, it was very helpful heckling from, helpful. from yeah. Gabourey. Helpful heckling. You were great when you hosted Saturday Night Live, by the way. Yeah, yeah very awesome. funny. What do you mean you don't believe that? What kind of lies do you think I perpetrate up here? This is a very honest podcast. I, I wouldn't say that just to say it. Like, if Anna Ferris were in the audience, I'd go, nice try. <laughs> or, ha, you even You would bring it up? You'd look at her and bring it up. I'm just saying, I gotta be honest. You gave you know, it your that's, best. That's about hosting SNL. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't have a. are as good at it. You either got it or you others. don't got it. <laughs> are you familiar with uh, Garfunkel and Oates? They've been on my show a few times. Do you know them? They're 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 a pop. They they're like a pop folk duo. The comedians, funny girls. And they have a song called Running with Chicken that you inspired. <laughs> or that Precious inspired. Yeah, check it out. Check well, it out. Re- awesome. uh, really, Sapphire inspired it. <laughs> Sapphire was ground zero of it Running, running with to, Chicken inspira- inspiration. It all gets back. It's all, all ultimately based on a novel by Sapphire. But I thought... <laughs> I heard... All of it. I heard Gabby Rift running with the chicken. I heard that the scene was just supposed to take place in the restaurant, and she's like, I'm going to run with this chicken. And the director followed her out the door, and, and hence an amazing scene was Now, born. why were the director and all the actors there? What's that? Why were the director and all the actors there? I don't know what you're saying. They were there to film... <laughs> they were there to film the movie Precious based on a novel oh, yes. by Sapphire. I see. You're going back to the Sapphire thing. You're yes. right. You're right. Sapphire was responsible for all of it. Don't remove Sapphire from the equation, Doug. <laughs> what do you think the next Sapphire... Uh, did Sapphire do another novel? Precious, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Precious, sir, too, The Reckoning. Because seriously, Precious needs to get a lot of revenge. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming to the, to the show and yelling that out. I was going to be quiet about it. I was going to be totally cool. 
Because <laughs> I was excited. That's like Christmas morning when somebody comes backstage and says, Gabourey Sinebae's in the crowd. It's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I like, I, 2012's almost over, and so I'm gonna officially call that the best thing that's happened to me all year. I am and it's 2011. 2011. <laughs> It's the best thing that's going to happen to me in 2012. Please, Doug, don't, don't Gabby, tell me. Gabby S. was in don't the crowd. Don't tell me you literally believe 2012 is almost over. I, I don't want to worry about you, man. Have you ever gone anywhere and just sat there like in the audience with a bucket of chicken? That would be awesome. People would look over. Is that her? I'm pretty sure it is. What if you get out? I want her to move into a guest All seat. All right. There goes Paul F. Tompkins. First to volunteer to leave. Would you consider coming on the show as a guest sometime? Yeah. Okay, great. Woo! Come on over. <laughs> no, sorry. Paul, Paul's back. Snooze, you lose. Yeah. I came back because one person went, oh. That's all it takes. Reason enough. Yeah. All right, so check out the uh, Footloose remake starring... You check it out. I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to fuck up Matt's plug. No, why? I don't care. I get no money from that. Does anybody get money from it? No. I don't think so. Once you try to get money from it, Paramount would be like... horribly sued. Paramount would drop that footloose boot on your neck. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Paul F. Tompkins is here, everybody. Yay! Uh, IMDb says that that a movie that's being filmed currently that you were in is called Kill Me Deadly <laughs> and that you play Jamie Jaime or Jaime Jaime really see claro que si but my favorite part have you seen the listing in IMDB yes it says next to Jaime in, in parentheses rumored <laughs> that's right so there's a rumor out there that you play Jaime in Look, Kill Me is Deadly it, is it true but it's rude to spread rumors uh, that is a movie that's being made by Kirsten Vangsness from Criminal Minds, um, and it is being made slowly but surely. I have not yet filmed a single thing, but I have. I can confirm the rumor that I have agreed to be in it as Jaime. As Jaime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a sort of film noir spoof thing. Wait, how do you know it's pronounced that way if you haven't shot anything yet? I know. Th- I'm very familiar with the character. <laughs> They tell you in advance, oh, okay. like before you show. What's? What's? I'm checking, I don't know. Wait, you just take roles? They don't Nobody tell you what me. they are. Hey, Nobody you're in the movie. Me. Show up at uh, seven a.m. <laughs> We're either calling you Kimberly or Jane. I don't know. She's in a Tide commercial that's playing right now. That she just showed up and they handed her somebody's baby and said, "Pretend this is yours," and she touched its face. Now, now it's mine. No, it is. Now it's mine. You had to keep it. I touched its face. Crucial mistake. <laughs> touch, that's why. That's why parents are like, "Don't touch my baby's face." Because <laughs> yeah, it's like rubble stilt skin or something. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if you touch a baby's face, it's yours to keep. Exactly. Get away from my baby's face. So, so hi, May. How what? What are you going to sound like in the movie? Are you going to have some sort of accent? Uh, yes, I play a uh, Latino gardener, and uh, I will have a Latino what? accent. What, Michael Pena wasn't available? From Tower Heist with Gabriel Sinovic? Well, we couldn't have an American play fucking Superman? Whoa. Yeah. Settle down. That's right. The guy from Immortals is the new Superman, right? Really? I yeah. think so. Henry Cavill? 
Is he? Oh, sure. I did not realize he was. In Superman was from Krypton. He wasn't American. <laughs> That's a good point, but. He had a fondness for America. He did. He had the accent. He grew up here. He grew up here. Essentially, he grew up here. Yeah, he was a citizen. Yeah. So, like, if he went back to Krypton, and they were like, oh, listen to your phony accent. He was like, look, I spent a lot of time there. Oh, is that right, Clark Gable? (laughs) Clark Gable. Because he had a Clark Gable-esque. What else are we talking about? (laughs) I thought you were calling Paul Clark Gable because he's so dapper. Well, I would. And he doesn't give a damn. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly. So, starting with Megan, what have you seen anything lately in the motion picture theaters or at home or with your baby that you just acquired? Uh, <laughs> you probably see a lot of kids' movies now. <laughs> I actually, I feel, I think, I really want to see like crazy, but that doesn't count for the purposes of your question. I think no, I like movie. what you want to see is a good, uh, good jumping off point. I like crying, so I want to see. Well, like crazy. then you're gonna love like crazy because it's just about how awful it can be to try to have a relationship when one of you can't get back into the country. Yeah, it's Whoa. like Romeo and Juliet, but they live. <laughs> it's like they live, but they live. Ah. <laughs> Everyone wears special sunglasses, and that's how they fall in love. Yeah. Well, the last thing I saw was Drive. Okay. And I've been jamming on it ever since. Uh, do you, did you go out and try to find that jacket and then purchase it and own it? Am I an asshole? No. No, <laughs> no, you're not. I don't know you that well, but, Sorry, I, don't th- but I don't think uh, you're an asshole. Isn't that, I mean... That was I the hidden like, question. <laughs> I, fe- I feel like if you buy the Drive jacket and wear it, you just are disappointing people by being like, you don't look like Ryan Gosling. And you're setting yourself up. You're for inviting that. that comparison. That's yeah. true. But even Ryan you Gosling. You are unfortunate looking. <laughs> even Ryan Gosling, though, was doing crimes with that jacket on. Like, why would you wear such a distinctive jacket if you are going to go commit a crime? And then people later would go, his jacket was fucking sweet. I remember so that. They don't remember the face. <laughs> oh, they won't, yeah, they won't know the face. Exactly. They'll just know that jacket that no one else has. Ah, he looked what, like a dragon about, uh, or something. You're talking about satin scorpion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it a sad scorpion that robbed this place? Yeah. What did he do in the movie? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Drive? It's no. Great. Oh, okay. Oh, it's it's so good. It is. I mean, it's, it's good right. for men and women. You say so. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I thought it was overrated. And by overrated, I, I don't know what I'm saying because it didn't make that much money and the critics, <laughs> the critics seem mixed. Well, overrated by people that you've talked to. Yeah, yeah. On this podcast. Everybody I talk to loves Every week. It. Yeah, that's how they I felt too. They love it. It's like it, it. I felt a lot of it was, was just way too like drawn out for no reason and kind of boring in parts. I liked it, but people were like, oh, Oh, as they were coming out of the theater, where I'm just like, "What? What? What happened?" Because I, lo- you know, I read a lot of crime and you know noir and love those kind of movies, and it was like the first time someone had seen a crime in a film. Like, it was, it he was shot him. <laughs> he shot him with a gun. Well, that, that's a to legal. the tune of Duran Duran. <laughs> to everything I've dreamed of. I liked it, but you know. Yeah, there's a lot of 80s-ish music mm-hmm. in it and stuff. And, and it actually, it freaked me out because that's exactly how I react when someone interrupts me eating pie. <laughs> exactly. You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about? The guy's like, hey, remember that job we pulled? And he's like, I'll kick your fucking teeth in. He's like, all right. And walks away. So it's like, and he's Whoa. eating pie at the time? He's eating pie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, tough guy eating pie. <laughs> really great moment. Memorable moment. True. Great filmmaking. <laughs> Way to play along, Megan. So that's a, is that the most recent movie you've seen? Drive? Uh, Matt no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I saw the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No way. No. Uh-uh. How dare yeah. you know why? Yeah. Break, break, <laughs> yeah. break, take that back. No. Bring something <laughs> no! else to the table. Bring something. A movie with no pie. <laughs> um, 
I saw uh, the guard with uh, Don Cheadle, and uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting flick. Um, What's, What's the other name? guy's name? Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. Who he basically is in a, Bruges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by uh, the brother of of the guy who did In Bruges, basically. Really? Uh huh. It's a very similar film in terms of like quirky crime. I've been so. trying to catch it, but I just you know I haven't been able to see it in the cinema, so I guess I'll I'll rent it. But mm-hmm. I, I've heard only good things about that. Yeah, I liked it. Fair enough, Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Hi. Real quickly, you're a voice in the animated cartoon Tangled. That is true. And do you know the name of your character? Short Thug. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that, uh, Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom grown grown up? Yes. (laughs) You grew up to be a short thug? That's right. (laughs) I do a horrifying accent. Is there a tall thug and a medium thug? They're, well, they're identified different ways, not by height, because the, in the original, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it, in the original uh, pages that I saw of the script, my character was identified as Drunk Thug. <laughs> and then I think everybody said, ooh, this is like a movie for children. <laughs> so let's not have that in there. Let's not spell it out, at least. Yeah. yeah that's obviously what, I, what the character was, but they just... Uh, short people are all drunk. He was also short. Every short person is a drunk. Yeah. What, what else are they going to do? They, they have one drink and they're fucking drunk because they're so short. They got no reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> all right, shall we play You don't want to know what uh, movies I've seen? Oh, sorry. You never asked me. What? Did you? You never, ever asked me. Have you have you seen Tangled? Uh, yes. With all the various sizes of thugs, I went. To, <laughs> I went to the premiere of Tangled. Oh, that's good. So probably it's very less, exciting. Less, less noisy kids at the premiere. <laughs> it was so fucking. It was the best because because of the presence of little children, everyone had to act nicer, and the the, the premiere had to be like the the party afterwards had to be like a decent thing that people could take their children to because that's exactly what they were doing. So it was it was so nice. Did Short Thug have a nice time in the bounce house? <laughs> at the after party? No, here's what it was. Because because like a regular party, a Hollywood party like that is so juvenile, like when it actually is for juveniles, it becomes adult and it's really nice. <laughs> and then it's like, this is a great party. I don't <laughs> This is not bad at all. But I saw the movie Beginners uh, the other night. Uh. Uh, which yes, I'd heard such uh. great things about it, and I it was the weirdest experience because I really enjoyed the movie, but nobody said how Sad it was. Oh, like it's, it's sad. really, really oh, sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's the saddest movie. It's, it's really sad. But it's, it's. I love that movie. So I guess go see it. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. He was great. Uh, probably Oscar nominee, I would imagine. Probably. Storied career, great performance at the I'm very end. He's, I'm assuming. He's, <laughs> no, people are after him. He doesn't. <laughs> He owes money to somebody. That's right. Uh, he talks too much. And he's also, he's in Girl with Dragon Tattoo, so it's a big year for him. Who would ever want to go see that? I, I read those books, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, my wife and I rented the, uh, the Swedish version of the first one. Mm-hmm. And reading that stuff is a lot different than seeing oh, it acted yeah. out. Like, oh. we, I think the first rape, uh, when the first rape happens, <laughs> we turn to each other like, we're not going to watch any more of this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't watch movies for the rapes? 
I just sit there the whole time going, drive, what's up? No rapes? Not rapes I've already read about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that you have to read about while they're happening. Yes. I don't want to read about rape while I'm watching rape. So I want to be able to concentrate. That's what was so sad about beginners. No fresh rapes. <laughs> fresh oh, so rapes? It's not, so, it's, so it turns out it's New, not really fresh. first fit. time rapes. I think I'm entitled to make a rape joke after 20 years of not doing it. I'll give you that. People, I'm like the one guy everybody gets quiet for. Like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Rape is a crime. <laughs> well, we should mention that your you first... Did you say that like a question? <laughs> <laughs> rape is a crime? Your first album... Your first album's called No Rape Jokes. That's right. That's like... That's right. You, you kind of made... You built up a whole career on That's it. Right. I scrambled the letters, so it's not that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I gotta ask you, what, when you scramble and what'd you come up it's with? Like, it's called Impersonal, which almost could be scrambled to No, <laughs> no Rape Jokes. If Impersonal had a J in it. And a K. And a K. Yeah. I didn't say it did, Doug. You did not. Dig, Doug. You said almost. Wait a J and a K, so it's no rapes. JK. <laughs> JK, tons. Plenty of rape jokes. Tons. The whole thing. You will not be disappointed if that's what you came here for. I forgot to ask you backstage. Did you guys bring anything for me to give away? Oh, sure. he's going to pocket. A, yeah. a $20 bill from Paul. <laughs> Do you want to sign it? You should probably sign it because they're just going to spend it if you just give it to them. They should. Okay. Tough times. All right. And a 20 from Matt Bronger. $40. Money. Occupy. 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 (laughs) No no more tents at Occupy. I just went out and bought a tent and then I found out no tents. So I just got to go stand there. I, I brought the Charmin. Tent. I brought the Charmin. Yeah, she brought some wipes, which that'd wipes. come in. That'd come in happy if you're occupying somewhere. They were pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the first time expensive. all three guests have purchased or given money. Like they all brought, they all put some money into their uh, contribution to the. You're welcome, bag. everyone. Yeah. Thank you. But all of their uh, <laughs> CD, you have. Freak Wharf and Impersonal, Paul F. Tompkins, those are available on the internet. And uh, Matt Bronger has a CD called Blame It on the Night. Soak up the night, but that, that's okay. You got to admit that Blame was pretty it on good, the night though. Is amazing. Yeah. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> that's the next one. Someone is to blame, though, for spilling all the night in the first place. It's true. That needs to be soaked up. That's true. <laughs> Well, actually, the, the album of rape jokes should be called Blame It on the Night. That's right. <laughs> Wasn't me. Or, or Blame, it on, the, Blame it on the Night, lady. Take it back. <laughs> do, 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 do. Or Afternoon Delight would be a good name for an uh, album of rape jokes. No? <laughs> now, just a quick sidebar. Rape is not funny. Yeah, yeah, it's and not. Still, after I all don't, still not I don't funny. condone it. And I also don't condone sitting in the front row with a Doug Loves Musical shirt on. Because that's like that's like asking to be raped. <laughs> I do love musicals though. All right, let's play the Leonard Maltin game, you guys. Yay. Let's do it. Um, I also forgot to mention to you backstage that uh, Megan and Matt may not be aware of this. Paul knows that uh, people in the audience, of course, have name tags, and you're just going to go out and uh, select a name tag that you'd like to play for and then bring it back to your seat. So go do that now. There's a guy with a, looks like a fan that says Chris on it. Yeah, drop your microphones <laughs> violently. There's a guy named uh, Keith who has a, uh, looks like a can of something. 
some sort of beverage. Megan picked uh, that. That's been picked before, right? Did somebody? Did they win last week with that? Okay, good. So we don't want people to win again. All right. So Megan picked that crazy fun ball that says, if I recall correctly, Jake or Josh? Jake. Okay. It says Jake in the middle of it, and then. Uh, this is Matt like Pronger has fun. some sunglasses that say Susie on them. Nice. Which are, I hope you didn't wear those driving over here. That would be dangerous. <laughs> and then Paul picked a little mouse, a little Mickey Mouse that's a stormtrooper holding a sign that says Leslie. <laughs> a lot of support for Leslie here tonight. <laughs> oh, and there's another celebrity, two celebrities in the crowd tonight. I should also mention uh, Elizabeth Lame and Psychic Andy from the, Eliz- the Lame, Totally Lame podcast what? are here. Oh, I got what you say. Yeah, yeah. Where are they? It's weird for them. Anything. They're here in like dark. VIP seats. Mm. Or they didn't show up. Oh, there oh. they are. Oh, there you are. Scary. Hey. All right. Are we keeping you up? <laughs> <laughs> so sleepy. Uh, all right. You know how all, most, most great bedtime stories have rape in them. And so I get exhausted when the subject comes up. Last night I watched Bob Costas just to get sleepy. Uh, here we go. Leonard Malton game. Let's start with Matt Bronger, then go to Paul, and then go to Megan, as Sounds I great. often like to do with the newer players so they get, get up to speed as it goes along. Um, you get to pick a category, Matt Bronger. Would you like uh, someone named... I'm holding my microphone in the crook of my arm like an English hunting gentleman. (laughs) That could very well be a rifle that's about to murder some quail. A droopy, droopy rifle. (laughs) They break it open and they... Uh, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Forgot about that. (laughs) All right. Here are your category options, Matt. At eight heists... Someone on Twitter is called Eight Heists. Uh, <laughs> suggested, did not see that one, which is movies that feature Nazis. Yes. <laughs> did not see that one. And at iLibertarian on Twitter <laughs> suggested Mike Hunt, which is movies with either Mike or Hunt in the title. And then... At some random fool suggested <laughs> suggested Tootsie Pops, which is films in which Dustin Hoffman plays a father. That's great. Yeah, that is good. That's great. That's really good. Which one would you like to play, Matt? Nazis, uh, Mike Hunt, or Tootsie Pops? Um, uh, let's do. Uh, let's do. It. I did not see it coming. I'm sorry. It's called I Did Not See That Being Soaked Up. <laughs> Which one? The Nazi one. Nazi one, okay. Yeah. What was it? Did not see that did one. Did not see that did one. Did see that one? Yeah, I don't know why not you coming. had it coming to the end of that one. All the I wasn't talks. aware that film existed. Oh, why? <laughs> All right, Leonard Maltin gives this movie that has Nazis in it four stars. I can't disagree. For that reason? <laughs> we'll see. He calls, it's from 1981. He says that this movie is a roller coaster ride of a movie. 
And he also says that it won Oscars for visual effects, editing, sound effects, editing, and art direction. And there are nine names listed. How many names do you think you get it in, Matt Bronger? Oh. First tournament of championships winner. Um, no pressure. None. I can guess it in... Uh, what are you, Herman Cain? Yes. <laughs> no, Rick, Rick Perry. I can guess it in three. I'll name two and then just sit here for a while. Um, I can guess it in three names. Okay. Go to Paul F. Tompkins. I could guess that movie in negative one names. Yeah. There he goes, showing off his Jaime accent. All right, Megan, you're in a tough spot for a first-time player. You can go more negative names or just force Paul F. Tompkins to name the movie and the, the lead performer in the movie, because you said negative one, right? I can yes, guess I it in nine names. That's not... Yeah, you can't. That's not an option. Go for it. Go for it, she says. I will go for it. Please. I'm going to say the name of that film uh-huh. is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, and? And I'm going to say the <laughs> top-billed actor in that oh, film. this is tough. <laughs> it's kind of surprising who got top billing. Harrison Ford. No, I'm sorry. Alfred Molina. <laughs> you throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. <laughs> Oddly enough, he played Jaime. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That is correct. Paul hey. Tompkins. Good job. Paul Tompkins with the point. Very well done. Did not see that one coming. (laughs) Okay, so Paul has a point. Megan challenged him, so that means we start with Matt Bronger and then head down toward Megan and around to Paul. So, Matt, once again, you get to pick a category. Would you like... Today is Beverly D'Angelo's birthday great actress so the films of Beverly D'Angelo remember the time we met her when she came to see that musical play we were in kind of yeah she's like she was friends with Moon Zappa and she came to see that show we, that we did and then I saw her at the she Viper was nice. Room do her show I don't think she ever leaves the Viper Room oh you saw her full she, like a like cabaret she does a cabaret show, thing yeah. sang some songs nice okay so that's the first option Be- <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo second option very exciting category that only whip out when the players are good at the game uh, asparagus P suggested <laughs> zero names. This is a category where if you pick it, you get to start, but you, but you have to start at zero names, and I will read the entire review and then tell you how many names are in it, but you have to start at zero. So it's a very uh, risky play to pick that category. And your third option is Doggone It, and that's films where a dog dies. <laughs> Always gets, a, always gets a moan from the audience like these aren't fictional dogs well, and that they make movies in Hollywood where they just murder a dog. To, to, hey, to their credit, though, it'd be, it'd be amazing if you were like where dogs died and everyone's like, yeah! Yes! <laughs> Jesus. But just the idea of dogs dying. Like, they're not... We're talking about... We're talking about dogs fake dying in movies. Yeah. Not, but just the idea of that. Not no, even seeing a scene nah, of it. up until the 60s, they killed them. Yeah, right? That's probably that? true, right? Well, yeah, that's how it used to work, yeah. And Milo and Otis, they probably went through, like, 
Ten, oh. They went through so many Milo's. Don't start about so Milo. So many Milo's. Yeah, those those poor animals. They drowned him. But in such bags. a funny movie. It's real worth it's it. Really hilarious. They did not die in vain. <laughs> no. No, they did. <laughs> That's part of what makes it darkly humorous. Okay, Matt. I'm gonna go. Say? I'm gonna go zero names. Ooh. I think that sounds exciting. It's an exciting category. Exciting. You get to start. Then we'll go to Megan. Then Paul. So Look. just because I'm dumb. Um, you just read the whole description and I just have to guess the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah and you would have totally got that as soon as I started to read the whole description. <laughs> but you also Sorry. have to bid. Yeah the, yeah, the bidding starts at zero. So you have to, you have to say zero or negative oh, names okay. and then we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. And you're not dumb. So, you stop it. <laughs> the idea is basically, the idea is theoretically everyone on the panel will know the answer as will most people in the audience and then the trick is how many people could you name from the movie reading from going from the top from of the, the top cast down. To the bottom. That is the trick, Doug. That is. <laughs> <laughs> the year. Four stars from Leonard. The year is 1974. And he says about this movie, they said it couldn't be done. But co-writer-director Francis Coppola made a sequel that's just as compelling. This one contrasts the life of melancholy Don Al Pacino with the early days of his father, Robert De Niro, as an immigrant in New York City. Winner of six Oscars, including Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Supporting Actor, De Niro, Score, Nina Rota, and Carmine Coppola, Art Direction, Set Direction, and a bunch of people listed. There are... Twenty-two names. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so you can start by saying zero, or if you think you know who the lead actor or actress is, you could say one, or two, or three. Yeah. Uh, what do you think you can do with that? I'll do negative four. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Thanks. So then we go to Megan. <laughs> you already named a couple in the... Yeah, but I didn't say what order they're right. in. From top down. Uh, I'm gonna... I think I know what you're gonna do. And I think it's the right thing to do. Negative five, right? You're gonna go negative five? Well, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be overly confident. You think you can name the top five billed actors in, in this movie? In this classic film that in, everyone has seen. But in the correct order. But in the correct order? I'm just saying, you could say name it, and then Matt would have to do four names in the correct order. But then you'd be a coward. <laughs> a, wi- a, wi- a possible winning coward. Uh, um, it's up to you. No what pressure. What if I say negative four also? Then I just try to get the order no, right. No, you can't do that. He's got four locked down. So I have... Oh. You'd have to go five names. Yeah. You'd have to name them. Can, you, can you name five people that are in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I think. I don't think you can. <laughs> I'm just saying that I know I know how this is going to play out. I've done I've done this show a few times. You know what's happening? It's true. I I can name them by their outfits and their faces, but I am blanking on New some game. of their names. Write that one I down. can yeah, name yeah. them by their like accents. I'm gonna like, start an mine, outfits and faces category. But she wears that in this, but now it's like very which is obvious. You do. Suit. 
stupid looking. <laughs> this guy, he's wearing brown. He's got a kind of a long face. He looks sad all the time. <laughs> Oxford shoes. Just tell, just tell Matt to do it. Matt, do it. That's just my Matt advice. Say, oh, say right. name that movie, Matt. Name okay. it, name Okay, it. what's the name of the movie, Matt? Uh, Godfather Part Two. Yeah, and what are the four top billed actors in order? I'm going to go Al Pacino, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Marlon Brando, and... Uh, Da fuck, I just fucked myself. <laughs> Damn it. Many of us remember Marlon Brando dying in Godfather 1, yes. but... Yes. You're right. But we're a bunch of fucking smarty pants remembering that. I mean, Diane Keaton. Um, but yeah, I... I <laughs> no, yeah, so you get up. the point, so Megan. You get it. You get it. See, yeah. that's how it works. I... Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, Diane Keaton... Robert Duvall. Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so Duvall was second. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Duvall was second. I was going to say, is James Conn in first. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> no, if you'd have gone five, if you'd have gone five, you'd have to go all the way to John Cazale. What about James Which Conn? I doubt you remember his name. James Conn died in the first one, too. But there is like a little uh, flashback at the very end, right? Uh, yeah, he's, he's the 22nd build actor. He is? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dominic Chinese. Chinese. Oh. He's the 21st build actor, and of course, Dominic, of course, went on. on to be in The Sopranos. Anyway, uh, the point to Megan. We've got a point for Paul, point for Megan. Hey. Show's running late. This is an exciting, exciting match that, that they're both taking you down, Matt. The, I know. The very first champion. I, I won't well, by a fluke you, that last you time. Took yourself down. I can't yeah, really. Yeah. It's not an honorable. Can't take credit point. for that. Okay. All I know is I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> so we start with Paul, and then we go to Megan. <laughs> Paul, you get to pick a category. Would you like a film that has a Weezer song on the soundtrack? Woo! <laughs> he would. One guy in the audience is excited about that. Um, it's Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. <laughs> He's so here. So many celebrities here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> celebrities and empty seats. It's quite a, quite a mix. Uh, Edgar Wright hasn't seen it. It's films that Edgar Wright has not seen, which is really no way for you to know. Which ones he has or has not seen. And then um, from the categories I've already mentioned, let's go with Beverly D. Beverly D. Angelo. Mm. So would you like, there's a Weezer song on the soundtrack, Edgar Wright hasn't seen it, or Beverly D. Angelo? These categories stink. <laughs> they don't give you a good leg up. No, they don't. I wanted to choose Tootsie Pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to go another round and then it'll come up again. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> go, Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> All right, Beverly D'Angelo's in this movie. There's a few that I'm absolutely certain she is in. <laughs> it's from 1979. Mm. Two and a half stars from Leonard. Not good enough, in my opinion. His his two and a half stars. I think it should get more. He says about this movie that uh, its impact is considerably muffled, and <laughs> he also says that. Uh, um, it doesn't hang together. <sighs> Is it? Yeah, that's, those are weird things to say. It sounds like the movie Muffled Impact. <laughs> <laughs> the story of a meteor wearing a coat. That's right. <laughs> and there are <laughs> a really heavy coat. <laughs> it <was> a, <laughs> the meteor was cold. And he lists (laughs) 11 names. How many names do you think you can get it in, Paul Tompkins, 1979? 79, 11 names, impact, muffled. And what was the last thing he said? Doesn't hang together. Doesn't hang together. I'll I'll give you a little bit more. It has exciting moments, but doesn't hang together. Exciting moments? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm, the one thing I thought it was is now gone. <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. And how many names? Eleven. I'm going to say I can name that movie in nine names. Good opening bid. We go to Thank Megan. You. So you could say eight names, seven, anywhere in that area, or name it. Megan. Let's try seven names. Okay. It's reasonable. Matt Pronger. Name it. Oh, I Smart play. Smart play. <laughs> I have to name it in seven. I'm going to give you the yeah. seven names, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a, so a three-way tie, and we're going to go long. Apologies to Comedy Bang Bang, formerly Comedy Death Ray, formerly not a thing. Uh, Megan, you would you like the clues again? 1979, two and a half stars. I'm giving to you, even if you don't want them. Uh, exciting, but doesn't hang together, and the impact is muffled, considerably muffled. These guys are talking amongst themselves. <laughs> and your seven names are Michael Jeter, Miles Chapin, Charlotte Ray, Nicholas Ray, both Rays spelled differently, Cheryl Barnes, Don Dacus, and Dorsey Wright. <laughs> those are your seven names. Yeah, those are, all, those are all names that didn't really go on to be in a lot of movies that... I'll give you one. I'll just help her out just a tiny bit. Charlotte Ray, of course, played. Uh, she was on Facts of Life as Mrs. Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. Michael Jeter was in The Fisher King. Right, and he played. What was his character on Sesame Street? Like Mr. Noodle or something like that? I think I so. Oh, was he on Sesame Street? I think so. I think he was Mr. Noodle. <laughs> He's dead now, so like Bill Irwin is the new Mr. Noodle. That's right. Michael I, Jeter's playing it in heaven. I just only want to guess the only Beverly D'Angelo movie I know. That's the way to go, I, I think. No, it's not this. But try it. National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. <laughs> the rest of the names are Dorsey Wright, Annie Golden, Beverly D'Angelo, Treat Williams, John Savage, and it's a musical called Hair. Oh, Doug Loves wow. Musicals. 79? Wow. 1979, yeah. 79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened there? Matt got the point. We have a three-way tie. We got to finish this shit up. We got to get this done. So uh, who challenged? Matt challenged Megan. So we start with Paul. Hi. And then we go to Matt. Sure. And Paul would like the category Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops. We'll go, we'll go right into it to save some time. 2004 is the year of this movie in which Dustin Hoffman plays a father. One and a half stars from Leonard Malton. No comment from me. He calls this movie unnecessary. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then at the very end of the review, he writes, but the public loved it. It's unnecessary, but the public loved it. From 2004, one and a half stars. Dustin Hoffman plays a pop. And you have ten names in which to bid. I can name that movie in negative two names. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> Paul came to play Tompkins. He did. That's what the F stands for. <laughs> came to play. What do you think of that, Matt? I'm trying to think what the hell this movie is. That would really help you out if you could figure out... <laughs> You can figure out what movie it is. You're well on your way to... Hey, I am the best at poker. Uh, (laughs) I got nothing. Um, Yeah, dude, take it. Is that movie Meet the Fockers? Maybe. And are the stars of that movie 
Ben Stiller, and Robert De Niro. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, we have a winner! Good job. Oh, shit! De Niro got top billing. Oh! Matt Blogger pulls it out wow. in a horrible, horrible upset. Wow. I do it every time. Accidentally, the dumb guy won. It's a gift. It's a gift. I don't know how you do it. Leslie, you, would, Susie. Leslie, come down here. You get to name a shithead. And, uh, and of course, uh, Jake. Jake? Leslie, I'm sorry. It happened again, Jake. You got up here, but you didn't. no one won for you. So write down who you want me to call a shithead. There you go, Leslie. And congratulations to Susie with the sunglasses. Do you need your sunglasses back or are those for Matt to keep? They're 3D glasses. They're 3D glasses that you stole? You're supposed to give those back. Save a tree. Well, come get your prize package, Susie. Congratulations. She gets the whole bag. Yeah, I always bring a bag that I don't want anymore. Full of shit. You know, every time you go to something, somebody gives you a bag, a swag bag, and then I save them, and then I recycle. Any plugs you want to get in? Asked and answered. Megan Nuringer, what do you got coming up? Uh, my Twitter is always refreshing itself with new tweets all the time. I'm, like, constantly tweeting. Can um, I just, I have to say this again for people that didn't hear the $2 uh, Benson interruption from New York, number nine. Uh, one of my favorite tweets of all time was written by her, and it goes like this. Don't ask me about my pan pizza. It's personal. <laughs> Matt Bronger, our Footloose remake is uh, out there, but what else have you got going on? Uh, if anyone is going to be in New York December 2nd, or uh, friends there, my uh, Comedy Central Hour special is taping at the Gramercy Theater there. Nice! Love the Gramercy. You're going to have a great time there. Awesome. And uh, Paul F. Tompkins, anything? Um, when does this drop, Doug? It plops on f- this Friday. I'm going to say uh, December 17th, Largo at the Coronet. I am doing a benefit, Christmas benefit, for Habitat for Humanity. Many, many special guests. It's going to be a great, great show. Um, tickets are available at thepaulftompkins.com. Awesome. I'm going to be taping Douglas Movies on Saturday and Sunday, November 26th and 27th at the Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas, uh, both days at 420. And uh, one more time for all of my guests. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to see all of you. And, and as always, I, it's been a very political time lately, so I'm glad these two people finally got called out. Uh, Adam Carolla is a shithead, and George Lopez is a shithead. <laughs> Viewing prowess makes it foggy. There's no room.